Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co experts of Rocks Pile, and I am here with my friend and fellow co expert, Kevin Henry. Kevin, how are you? Noah, I am good. Just finished watching the Rockies finish off a one and five road trip through San Francisco and Houston. So let's not talk about that, but let's talk about what's to come. What do you say, my friend? Yeah, I mean, really, there's we we talked about it on previous episodes. If the Rockies got one win in each series, that would be a win for the road trip. I, I they feel got like... one win overall. That's yeah. about what I would have expected. I feel like we've talked about this in April and May and June and yeah, every month and 2020 and 2019 (laughs) and 2018 and 2017, not to this extent, but no, 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 this is still, uh, it's not going to be historic. It doesn't look like, but it's still, it's still bad. And by the way, too, the Rockies, especially since they played well at home right now, they'd be in line for like the 11th pick overall in the draft next year. So the people that thought they would lose 120 games, you're out of luck. No. You know, and, and certainly we can talk about this here in just a minute, but let's be honest, you know, Kyle Freeland was the whole bright point on the mound, I think, for the Rockies, at least starter-wise, this whole trip. Uh, you know, and, but it's yeah. been their starting pitching that has helped them make sure that they're not going to likely have a, a, a top five, certainly, pick in next year's draft. We know that. Yeah. And I mean, there were a few glimmers of uh, light, shall I say, on uh, the road trip to the bullpen. Yes, um, but, definitely. but also, too, I mean, there was some like, for example, today, Ben Bowden was did, did not look great. So but before we talk more about the series and what's ahead, we have a word from Mr. Kevin Henry. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston and maybe even to San Francisco where the Rockies just finished up that road trip. Do we have a grooming problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D and the number 20. 
For your out-of-world experience, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that's just taken off not only here in the U.S., but also in Canada, the United Kingdom, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and yes, Noah, even Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FAN. S-I-D-E-D, and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us. And like I said, I believe I've said this before, there is no better ad reader, at, at least here at Roxpile, than Kevin Henry. You know, it, it, in a, on a scale of one to two, if I get the one here, I'll take the gold medal, my friend. I'll take that <laughs> So it's all good. <laughs> uh, you know, I maybe I read ads like the Rockies play at home. Maybe that's what it is. How yeah. about that? How about that analogy? Could we say that? Yeah. And I mean, the Rockies are, are, are arguably the best team in baseball at home. And they will be returning home as they will be facing the Padres. And they will be facing them on Monday. And perhaps... They will be facing the new Padres right fielder who's just activated off of the injured list today, meaning Sunday. And that is Fernando Tatis Jr. And we know that right field in Coors Field can be a very, shall we say, interesting place to play. Uh, See Pence, comma, Hunter in the dictionary. Uh, if you need some examples of that. Uh, but the one thing that we know is Tatis coming back will definitely be a presence at the plate. Uh, he showed that uh, earlier today in his return in Arizona with a pair of homers. But, you know, I am very curious to see what this does to have him if they continue to play him in right field. I know they're very worried about that shoulder and keeping it in place and yet having his presence at the plate. But, Noah, you brought up a very interesting point. How long are the Padres going to keep Fernando Tatis Jr. out in the outfield and not shortstop. Yeah, and that's that's going to be one of the storylines of the um, of the uh, series. Today they had Tatis in right field, and they had Jake Cronenworth at shortstop. And then Adam Frazier, who they acquired from Pittsburgh just before the deadline, they had him at second. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to mix and match them there because their third baseman as well. Manny Machado can play some short because he used to play shortstop. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Um, But also too, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because the man that Tatis is replacing in right field is Will Myers. And we all know that Will Myers has been a Rockies killer. Absolutely. are they going to perhaps keep Tatis in right field and put Myers at first base instead of Eric Hosmer, or will they take uh, their center fielder, Trent Grisham out? The Padres, they have, frankly, they have too many players right now with Myers of just trying to fit them all in where 
at least uh, in the one game trial, it has worked well, but they're, they're fitting square pegs and round holes. And as we saw with the Rockies in the past, Ian Desmond, prime example, Daniel Murphy, another example, uh, that it doesn't always work. So we'll have to see if it does or not. I would, if I had to venture a guess, I would say it would because Fernando Tatis Jr. is a much better player than Ian Desmond. Oh, yeah. Now, the athleticism for him is obviously off the chart. But, you know, we think back to the trade deadline, and and we were, of course, focused on what was going to happen with Trevor Story, what was going to happen with John Gray, you know, and nothing did now now that hindsight is 2020. But think back to what was going on on the Padres side of things as well, because there was so much talk about would they going to move an Eric Hosmer? Were they going to move a Will Myers and try to free up, as you said, some of that jumble that they've got right now and trying to fit play players into different places. But it also makes me chuckle a little bit because the Padres are having to do right now what we've so often, and I don't want to say mocked, but we've kind of shot a little bit of fun at the Rockies for, is having these guys that play three or four positions. And right now for the Padres, it's it's working out that they've got these guys with the, dare I say, versatility factor. Now, one of the other things, too, that I'm going to be looking at in the series is the Padres starting rotation. And they are completely decimated right now because currently, like, for example, I use roster resource a lot, which is a part of fan graphs to see each team's roster. They have three starting pitchers and they essentially then run bullpen games. The other two games, because right now on the injured list, Mike Clevenger, 60 day IL, Tommy John surgery, you Darvish, Lower back tightness, just recently placed on the injured list, 10-day. Denelson Lament, he has been injured for the last two or three years. This time he's got forearm inflammation. He's been on there for nearly two months now. Adrian Moyahone put on the injured list 60-day with Tommy John surgery in April. Chris Paddock is out with a strained oblique. So right now, the starters in the series are slated to be Ryan Weathers, Nabil Krismat and Blake Snell. Blake Snell is the most seasoned of those three guys. And he has not been great this year by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's got an ERA close to five. And when you're pitching in San Diego, that's not a good sign, especially too. He leads the NL in walks. He's averaging nearly six walks per nine innings with the Rockies at home realistically they should be able to sweep the Padres considering how they played at home, even though the Padres on paper are a way better team, but with Ryan Weathers, I mean, he is in the Snell territory of close to five ERA and then Chris Matt, he right now hasn't made a start in the, at least this year, but he's pitched well three and a quarter ERA. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting series. We know, obviously, the Padres made the news for all the wrong reasons on Saturday night, getting no hit in Arizona. And, you know, when Max Scherzer went to the Dodgers, 
that was such a change in momentum in the National League West. You know, the Padres did so much this offseason and talked so much about the trade deadline, about what they were going to do. And as you said, injuries have just decimated their rotation. So Scherzer could have come in in a perfect world in San Diego and patched a huge hole for them. However, he goes to the division rival, and now the Padres are still those double-digit games back. And it's going to be really tough, I think, for them to hold on to that second wild card spot. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see what happens there. And the thing is with that, too, uh, as of this moment, the Padres are two and a half games up on the Cincinnati Red Legs for that second wild card spot. The Reds are going to be facing the Chicago Cubs, who have an 11 game losing streak, and the Miami Marlins, who are in dead last in the NL East at home for the next seven games. Yep. I, I remember whenever we were looking at the trade deadline and the whole will Cincinnati acquire Trevor Story possibility. I remember looking ahead to their schedule and it was favorable. Uh, absolutely. And so you look at, you know, they had a stretch there, a, a bunch of games against NL Central competition, but you're right. This is a stretch where you feel like that if the Padres can't find some kind of magic elixir to help some of their pitchers get better, uh, that it's definitely going to be a chance for the Reds to pass them in the NL standings. And who knows what other team's going to make a run. I'm looking at you, St. Louis. That is exactly – we were right on the same page. I was going to say, don't look now, but the St. Louis Cardinals are right on their heels. They're two games right. back at Cincinnati. They have an off day tomorrow, Monday. They face Milwaukee for three at home. So that, that will be a tough series. That will. But then up until uh, the 30th, when they face Cincinnati, they face Pittsburgh for three, have an off day, two games against Pittsburgh, or two games against the Tigers, and then they go to Pittsburgh for four games. So they're facing the Pittsburgh Pirates for seven games and the, the Tigers for two games by the end of the month. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, these are the same St. Louis Cardinals that had to get John Lester and Jay Happ at the trade deadline in order to help them get past their starting pitching injuries as well. So, And guess uh, what? The Cardinals, too, they've won six games in a row. Yes. And, and who's been one of their hot uh, players at the plate during that stretch? Um, I, I was told apparently it's a player who's a cousin with, uh, with Joshua Fuentes, I believe I was just told this today. Yeah. We are going to do some research and we'll get back to you all. Yeah. We, uh, we will have our crack research crew on that right away to make sure that Joshua Fuentes, I I won't even say the player's name because I don't know if they're related or not, but I believe (laughs) he's related to Joshua Fuentes. I believe. So after the three games with the pods, there's a weird Thursday off day during the homestand. And then you have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday series with the Arizona Diamondbacks coming in. And Noah, as you said earlier, it's a series that the Rockies should look at and say, this is a great chance for a sweep right here. Yeah. And right. with, with the Padres and Diamondbacks both. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be totally honest. So – Noah talked about some things he was going to be watching during the Padres series. When we come back after the break, I'm going to break into some things that I'm looking for on the Rocky side of things, including a very interesting question that's going to be posed later this week. So well, come back. My, 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 come back on the other side of the break here on the rocks file 
Rockies Report. And we are back, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling here on the Rocks Power Rockies Report. And Noah, as I teased ever so subtly before the break, Connor Joe has really been that leadoff guy for the Rockies ever since Rymel Tapia went down with the toe injury. Rymel has been on the 10-day injured list. He's still working his way back from the toe injury. At one time, Bud Black said, as soon as those 10 days are over, Tapia is going to be back. I would assume Tapia will also be inserted back into the leadoff role in that Rockies lineup. The big question, Noah, is when Tapia comes back, what happens to Connor Joe? That's the million-dollar question. I'm really curious because you can't – you know, there was a time earlier in the season when I think you could say, well, put him at first base and sit C.J. Crone. The way C.J. Crone mashed in the last homestand, the last thing you want to do is get him out of your lineup at all whenever the Rockies are back home this coming week. You know, and, and you and I did a little bit of research, and I, I need to double-check and see exactly when Tapia will be – officially able to come back from the 10 day IL, but is it feasible to put a Connor Joe in left and to put a Tapia in center? Of course that puts him back in the lineup, but then you take out the Sam Hilliard possibility, a guy who was hitting really, really well in the last homestand as well. Dare I say that, um, Rymel Tapia might uh, not see a ton of action, at least as an everyday guy, perhaps more as a platoon guy. Because, I mean, <laughs> how, how do you bench Connor Joe right now? Since he's been called up, he's hitting 319. That, that includes today. And that on base is north of 360, if I'm not mistaken. So his OPS is around 1,000. How do you bench I, that? I, I don't know. And, and I think the Rockies are getting ready to get into something that we were just talking about with the Padres right before the break, that they've got a bunch of guys that they're going to want to see in the lineup in Denver. And it's trying to juggle them all and see where exactly they can fit and trying to figure that out. And we were talking about this um, before the, um, before we started recording, it's a problem that the DV and the DH would alleviate. Yep. Yep, it absolutely would. And the thing is, too, for Tapia, I mean, I I think they might try to ease him back in, but it's not like he was laying eggs before he went on the injured list. I mean, he did have the first game of the Marlins series. He only went one for six. But, I mean, even if you include his two appearances later in the Marlins series, because he he wasn't in the lineup the – um, Saturday game, and he just started and only appeared in two innings in the Sunday game. I mean, you look back, and I mean, since I would say like July 21st or so, that's 15 games, yep. he was hitting 322. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's been no doubt that he's provided a real spark at the top of the lineup. Now, is it every at bat that he, you know, no, it's not, but he's still, like you said, hitting 322 or his last 15 games. He went on the injured list on August 10th. So using my higher math skills, or that would be around the time that the, the Diamondbacks come to town this weekend, that Tapia could technically come back to the Rockies lineup. So we won't need to worry about it during the Padres series. 
But during the Diamondback series, I think Bud Black's going to have some interesting lineup decisions to make. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it right now, Charlie Blackman, his last 13 games, he's hitting 182. Now, obviously, Bud Black likes to uh, mix his lineups around some, especially to give some guys days off, and he can do that with his team's versatility. But, I mean, when you're looking at the Diamondbacks, you could be taking away opportunities from Connor Joe, for example, of going two for five in the leadoff spot or three for five and the, his power numbers lately. I mean, you could have a double and a homer in that. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing the Rockies yeah. have to look at. And I suspect that that means two. Jonathan Daza is not going to be seeing a lot of playing time unless there's some kind of injury. Um, and really his, his stint on the, uh, COVID IL really hurt him It did, and that he, he lost his starting job because of it. Yeah. Yeah. He and lost then, that momentum he had. You're right. Yeah. And then also too, unless he is in for defensive purposes or pinch running, you aren't going to see a lot of Garrett Hampson because as we've talked about, he's looked awful at the plate lately. Yeah, you know, one thing that I'm I'm real curious about, if they can figure out a way to have both Joe and Tapia in the lineup, does Tapia go back to the leadoff spot? Do they move Joe into more of a power, you know, entry into that lineup? Does he bat a fifth, sixth, you know, then you shuffle Mac down? I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm real curious to see, you know, or is it something that you figure out a way to put a Tapia back in at eighth? And have him kind of start the whole uh, bottom of the order and maybe kickstart something for Joe getting on base. Yeah. And and that's the thing that it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Is, Hey, I've got, I've got too many guys that are hot right now, particularly at Coors Field. I have too many guys to put in my lineup. So what am I going to do? It's better than the, what the Rockies have had, frankly, the last five years in oh my God, I have two players that are hitting above 200 right now. <laughs> so what am I going to do? <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of guys. And again, with the homestand coming and everybody remembering what happened during the Cubs and Marlins series, right before they went on this Houston, San Francisco road trip, everybody's salivating about the home Rockies coming back, uh, you know, and those home Rockies, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to hit a course. I mean, you know, to, to borrow the old phrase, you just know they're going to hit, but they actually are going to uh, in Denver. Now, also, too, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. I believe it was Lou Call on Twitter. I could be wrong, but I, I'm 99% sure it was him, so we'll give him the shout-out. Of there, there needs to be two separate Rockies teams. Yes, I love that. And, idea. and ne- they do not come into contact with each other. You have the home Rockies where you have a 26-man roster, that plays at Coors, does not leave Coors, and then you have a 26-man roster that goes on the road, and they do not even step foot inside of Coors Field. Yeah, huge props, and and I think you're right. I think it was Luke who did that. So, And I thought about that because it's funny. I was thinking about that earlier today, and you and I haven't talked about this. You know, he talked about the different 26-man rosters and how you have them in separate places. Would you still need the pitchers to do that? Or is it just the batters that you would really need to? Because the pitchers have done decently, 
you know, road or home. So I'm thinking maybe you just have the, the offensive players that you, uh, you know, put on the 10 day IL or whatever, all of them at once and come back with the other group. I disagree with you. Wow. This podcast is over. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, we disagree. So sorry. I can't talk. To you. <laughs> um, that's how Twitter works. Right. Um, <laughs> I believe it is. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they have pitched okay on the road. They pitched better on the road lately, but I mean, for example, look at Marquez and look at Gomber in San Francisco. They're pitching at sea level and they look like AAA pitchers. They come to Coors Field and you think it's the second coming of Cy Young. So at, at least with some of them, I'd say, yeah, yeah you can stay at Coors. So you, you'll get the road games off. Which wouldn't be a bad gig. I mean, if you could really figure out how to do it, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it was interesting. Uh, uh, you know, our friend Patrick Saunders brought that up about Marquez. Really, the Giants seemingly have his number. And it sounded like that uh, Bud Black was not uh, going to play that reindeer game at all uh, whenever that discussion started coming up. Well, and also, too, I mean, the, we talked about it earlier this year with the Coors Field effect. And people were all up in arms. Oh, well, he's not admitting it. He, he's a bad person. Blah, blah, blah. Right. No. What do you expect him to say? Oh, I'm going to give my players an excuse to play like garbage on the road because, yep. oh, we're not playing at home. No. Now, the problem is, is they need to find a solution. They know the problem. Right. I, I agree. A solution. I agree. And that's been one thing that they have obviously yet to do, uh, you know, and, and I know uh, Nick Groke had a great article. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before about Charlie Blackman trying to figure out with the pitching machine, how to do things that first game of the road trip and trying to get things more acclimated for the Rockies batters uh, whenever they go to sea level. So it, you're right though. It's, it's a problem that somebody sometime somewhere is going to figure out. And when they do, they will be revered as a hero here in the mountain time zone because somebody will actually figure out how the Rockies can actually play decently on the road. And you combine that with a really good home record. And guess what? That's a playoff team. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I think the biggest problem that the Rockies and I'll say it, there's, there's some people in the media that they will privately tell you, oh, well, the Rockies are doing the best they can. No it's not it's not like oh it's 1994 and this is our second year they played 30 years in colorado now if you haven't figured out something by now that's a problem yeah enough with the uh bs excuses i mean but figure something out (laughs) it it has to be done It, it has to be done bottom line it does uh you know and Again, we've got a, uh, an interesting uh, schedule coming up for the Rockies with the road trip uh, complete now. Uh, the homestand, Padres, Diamondbacks, as we've talked about. And then, no, let's look ahead one week uh, because uh, we will be in Chicago with the Rockies uh, whenever they make their return to Coors Field. We've already got some interesting things lined up while we're in Chicago that we'll be sharing with all of you uh, through rockspile.com. But then it's after Chicago that's going to be very interesting because they've got to make that other trip to Chavez ravine for the Dodgers. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a weird road trip because they're going east to Chicago. Yep. 
no, no pun intended on the pizza establishment east of chicago um, <laughs> they're going east to chicago and then they're going back west to la and then they're backtracking again and going to texas yeah yeah it's a funky road trip it absolutely is and they've got some long road trips the second half of the year you know they they had the whole angels dodgers padres road trip uh, around the trade deadline then they've got the Cubs, Dodgers, Rangers. And then, as we've talked about in September, you've got Braves, Nationals, uh, Phillies, uh, the whole East road trip. So there's some weird ones coming up. And we talked about at the All-Star break how that the Rockies were going to have a lot more road tests in the second half of the year than they did the first. There's still plenty more to come with those for sure. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I saw when we looked at the um, 2022 schedule is how this year, at least towards the end, there's the, uh, there's two 10, uh, there's two three city road trips. Mm -hmm. And at least in 2022 for the Rockies, fortunately for them, they aren't having it that often. They have, I believe one, I'm looking at the schedule here right now. Um, And yeah, they do. And it's going to be the same time of year. It's going to be August 25th through September 4th, New York, Atlanta, Cincinnati. That's 2022. Um, But they also, they only have one homestand, if I'm not mistaken, that is a uh, three-team homestand. And yeah, that's in May. Kansas City, San Francisco, and the Metropolitans again. A strange trio right there, but hey, you know, it is what it is. So... Well, no, I think I think we've already even nailed out what we're going to be looking for this homestand too. I think we've both kind of taken our fair share here. Anything else that you're going to be looking at as we uh, put a bow on this edition of the podcast, my friend? Um, I will be looking at uh, Antonio Senzatella too. I mean, uh, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's call it like we see it. He's been he's been the Rockies' fifth starter this year. Yep. Um, and he, I mean, he's just really struggled in some games he's got a two and nine record 471 era and i mean uh, he he just consistently this year has not uh, he's it hasn't had the consistency he's been consistently six innings five runs or four and two thirds four runs he did have a good start there in houston six innings three runs but he still gave up nine hits and then the road Rockies offense let him down. But I mean, if you're looking for him at since the beginning of June, he's got an area four and a half. Now granted this start tomorrow will only be his third since returning. And he was out for a month with COVID. Um, So that's, that's something that has been, uh, more of a uh, detriment to the Rockies. Like we mentioned earlier with Jonathan Daza of how he really lost his rhythm and he lost his starting job because of it. Um, yep. Will Senzatella be able to finish off the season strong? And he, he, like I said, he did have a good start there in Houston, but can he keep that going? Because he had it going a little bit at the end going into the all-star break because his last four starts before the all-star break, he had an ERA of three seventy-five. That's definitely a lot better, but still he's got an ERA of four and three quarters on the season. 
Yeah, Senzo was one of the best stories of 2020, or sorry, 2020, where the Rockies are concerned. And he's definitely, unfortunately, taking a step back uh, this year. No question about that. So, well, Noah, I will be at Coors Field all week. Uh, looking forward to seeing the stories that come out. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, I will look forward to joining you in the Windy City next week for some Cubs-Rockies uh, coverage from Wrigley Field. And the Cubs, believe it or not, have a worse record than your Colorado Rockies. Things that we probably didn't expect when the season began. Just a shot. You know what? Out. You know what file you can put that under, Kevin? That's Talk baseball. That's baseball. So I hear. I hear that. Well, speaking of baseball, we got plenty of it coming this week. Make sure you find us on Rocks Pile FS on Twitter. And also every day, something new, at least one new article every day on rockspile.com. And by the way, I did look that up. And at least since I have been here, I have been here since July 2017. We have had at least one article every single day. So no, is, that's our, we thought it was three years. It's actually been more than four years. Well, that's our commitment to the readers, Noah, is every day, fresh content, fresh piping hot out of the oven content, I tell you. So even on Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Hanukkah and even Arbor Day, folks. Yes, you will see something. Oh, yeah. Perhaps the most important day. Duh. Duh. Well, hey, let's wrap it up. We will look forward to seeing you at Coors Field this week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We love to hear from you. And until next time, uh, Kevin Henry signing off for my friend and colleague and fellow co-expert Noah Yingling. And as always, go Rockies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.